Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on Erotic Awakening, kind of a special edition sort of thing, we're sitting here in central Ohio with a gaggle of kinksters. A gaggle. Yes. <laughs> a, uh, a room full of people. And what we're going to talk about today is the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Mm-hmm. It's the big phenomenon right now. And pretty much everybody we've uh, gathered in the room has not only read the book and is actually has some experience of this kind of stuff. Exactly. So we're all sitting around here well-endowed, rich people. Well-endowed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh well, some are. Actually. I do want to warn listeners of the podcast, um, here's your one and only spoilers warning now. If you have not read the book and you want to go read the book, stop listening, go read it, and come back. We are going to reveal everything. I have questions. Um... And the book itself, so let me tell you a little about this book. This is called, the book's called Fifty Shades of Grey. It's an erotic novel by a British author, E.L. James, and it is set largely in the city of Seattle. It is a trilogy of books. We'll be talking primarily about the first one. One of the first problems I have with the book, Anastasia Steele is one of the primary characters. I don't know anyone who's named that. <laughs> and uh, a young business magnate, Christian Grey. It is notable for its erotic explicitly erotic scenes featuring elements of BDSM. Ooh. Or so such <laughs> says Wikipedia. Now, I had initially thought, yeah, who cares about this thing? But then I come across an article in The Guardian, Fifty Shades of Grey leaves records black and blue, breaks weekly paperback sales records of all three books selling more than 100,000 copies in seven days. And it goes on and on to make references. For example, um, paperback sales of the first novel now total 765000 equal to Diane Brown's The Da Vinci Code, which is the yeah. best-selling paperback of all times. It took The Da Vinci Code six months to reach that number. Well, there's How also long has it taken Shades to, to get that number? A week. A week. <laughs> it's been there's, also, there's also the pieces that, that probably won't be told there. They're casting for the movie in mm-hmm. August, and they plan on starting to shoot in August and to have it out next season. A porn. Yeah. A porn. No, it's, no. it's, it's going to be NC-17. It's not actually. It's not actually. <laughs> Nine and a half weeks so let's go ahead and get started. We'll start off by uh, get a really um, find out actually who's in the room with us, and we'll start with you, Don. Tell me your name and what uh, is your <laughs> lifestyle background? Yeah, Don. Uh, my name is Don, and um, I guess I'm a lifestyle slave. Okay. So that's mine. So I've been doing this for uh, three. We're getting ready to hit thirteen years. <laughs> no, we're getting ready to hit thirteen years. So of a. Uh, uh, attempting and living this lifestyle. The okay. beginning was attempting, and then we've been living it. So, uh-huh. Anyway, 
Um, I'm Dolly. Um, I've been in the lifestyle around five years, but I'm not full-time, and I'm still learning. I am Riesling, and I have been in the lifestyle five years, but publicly about nine months. Um, and I'm a reader, so it sparks my interest in uh, interesting literature. Okay. You have a lot of interest. I do. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Michael. I, uh, uh, I keep being told I'm a very mean man. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I've been in and out of the scene for a, a while now, so it was a lot of fun. So, I'm Pam. I'm married to Michael, and I've been in the kink lifestyle for about four years, alternative lifestyles for about 12 um, I generally identify as a bottom, but technically I'm a switch. So I'm Shiva, or Brat Shiva, and I am one of the co-owners of Adventures in Sexuality, um, a large kink lifestyle group here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm also um, a kink educator, and I travel around the country to do classes on the things that this book is about. I'm Kathy, also known as Lady Chatterley. I've been with Dan and Don since the beginning. <laughs> Almost. have <laughs> been around for a while. <laughs> a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also a voracious reader, and I just wanted to come in and discuss what I'd read. Uh, my name is Barrick, and I'm one of the co-owners of Adventures in Sexuality. Uh, I'm also a lifestyle educator and um, sex-positive advocate, along with uh, We Run... Adventures in Sexuality, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, we are also, in case you are listening, and in Columbus, we are uh, doing a class for this uh, book exactly to translate it between reality and fantasy called uh, Fifty Shades from the Bookshelves to Your Bedroom uh, at, Ad at Adam and Eve mm -hmm. uh, on July 10th. On Sawmill Road. On Sawmill Road. So if you're in town and are interested in getting further involved and more information, uh, join us on uh, July 10th at 7 p.m. Great. I'm Mary and been in the lifestyle for about 20 years. Played privately for 10 years. And then 10 years ago, started coming out and getting to know people and expanding. I first heard about the book on the TV, watching the news and people going crazy <laughs> about it and so you know, I got to see what it says, and I I enjoyed it. It was something different from a different perspective, and starting out brand new and everything, I related to it a little bit. And then my submissive is reading it also, and he's relating to it. So I'm curious to see what everybody else has to say. My name's Dan. I'm an avid podcaster, um, <laughs> and also an annoyed author because our book, Living MS, has not got near the sales that this fucking thing has. I know. Yet, oh, I got some things to but say. We'll do that in a little bit. Oh, was good. I thank got you. it. Uh, also, educators, and we teach some of this stuff as well as as live it. There's aspects of this that we have the opportunity to look at and say, "Wow, that sounds familiar." And what if I can sue her ass? I know. My sister, oh, I do have a sister that knows everything. She called me and she goes, oh, this piece is like that piece of your book. And this piece is like that piece of your book. And so I kind of giggle when my friends are telling me about Fifty Shades of Grey because I know people that live it for real. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and interestingly enough, uh, E.L. James, who wrote the book, uh -huh. is relatively vanilla. And these fantasies okay. that she's written 
um, were were originally based for the um, what's the name of that movie with the Twilight 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 yeah it started as a series of short stories mm-hmm. and then became one long story that was marketed in I think Australia and then there they broke it up into three books and marketed it to the United States see this stuff is so close to what Dan and I went through when we started our relationship, except for the whole plane thing, you didn't didn't fly me anywhere. But um, I was going to say, you know, yeah, <laughs> the helicopter and the, the things like that. But there, some of the wording in there, some of the things that he did with me in there, I mean, they are almost like word for word. Some of the language that we used when we first started, I'm I'm looking up and I'm like, they just read our beginning. Yeah. What did I? do with that short story that I wrote because so, yeah. so there's what I want to ask so first thing I want to ask you guys is how many of you does anyone here thinks that it's just bullshit that the, the content is bad that people don't really do this stuff not aside the, the aside of the fact that one of the guys is, is filthy rich aside from the background but like do people really do spankings like that do, is there really a red room of pain out there in the universe somewhere oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> upstairs in our house. Yes, there's a black room, there's a whatever color room you want. Ours no, changes based on the mood lighting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not pure, you know, somebody mentioned Twilight earlier. Well, Twilight, you look at, oh, that's fantasy. There's no such thing as a vampire. But there really is such thing as a dominant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, you don't know there's no such thing as a vampire. Oh, no. You just no. experienced it at this point. Oh, no, please. Okay. Let's not go there. <laughs> book entirely. This is this is Sheba. Um, I want to say something about what you just said about some of the words that were used mm-hmm. in the book. I could totally relate to having heard a lot of those things spoken to me. Right. Or a lot of those things that I've said are very similar mm-hmm. to other people. So I think there's a certain language that I didn't realize that we all use, that mm-hmm. it's it's right there in black and white in this book. You know, we all say the yeah. same things or very similar to and the I, same things. To I each quite other. literally, when I read the part about the contract, was quite literally thinking in my little brain, I am suing this cunt. Because <laughs> I swear they lifted it. Now I got deeper into it and I did see some differences. And, and you, I reflect that actually the contract that's in our book, Living MS, is of course stolen from other resources as well. A little Bar bit there, a little bit there, yeah. So, but it is, it is a legitimate, it's, I mean, part of the contract that Don pointed out says, wow, I can save for it on spiritual values and things like mm-hmm. that. I mean, there's, it's not bad. No, it's well, not I think bad. Great. And you have to admit that, that, that uh, E.L. James did, ha- would have had to do some form of market research in order to come up with a lot of these things. And Oh, I and, certainly hope she had uh, some fun doing some field research. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she did some one-handed field research. research but, yeah. I did some one-handed research thanks to her book. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kathy. I don't know how many of y'all have read any of the rest of the books, but mm-hmm. to me, the first book was more lifestyle that I've seen, and the further she gets in, the further away she goes. Because I know somebody's going to bring up the fact that Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. We're not all Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. This is Pam. I, that's part of my problem right. with the book, mm-hmm. is that they do associate with the lifestyle <coughs> as being crazy. And the fact mm-hmm. that right. his first dominant was um, a pedophile. And the fact that she looks at him as being crazy and refers mm-hmm. to the Fifty Shades of Crazy 
that's that's the part because I think this is like the first a lot of people in the vanilla world this is their first taste of the book right. and I think associating it with those kind of things it's, it's a little disappointing. But that seems to be a theme, too. If you look at the secretary, yeah, right. again, yeah. she's right. a cutter and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he was, he was similar to, uh, he was similar to uh, Christian Gray right. in that he was a business owner and he, mm. he also, you know, was there was some form of shame involved in, in kink. Right, so I, you know, and that was one of my things too when I started reading it. I'm like, oh, great, we had to throw that in there, you know, that he was 15 when he was introduced to it. You know, can't, can't people just be regular people and enjoy this? That's some people's first thing about BDSM that they're being exposed to. Vanilla, this is Sheba. Do you think that vanilla people are actually going to, that's going to be the thing that they think of? Because I guarantee you that all my friends at work who are reading this book, that uh-huh. is not what no. they focus on. They focus on the, the really hot fucking sex scenes that happen. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, she got a spanking, but then she got fucked. She got fucked within inches of her life. She mm-hmm. Like her head was going to fucking explode fucked. <laughs> you know? That's what they are talking about and thinking about. They're calling it mommy porn for a reason. Yeah. You know? And That's just, what they read I just into read it is the porn part. Yeah. They don't read into it all the things that we, mm-hmm. as people in the lifestyle, are going to pick apart. I think that this is Kathy. The average people are not going to pick apart everything that's wrong, you know, that something's wrong with everybody. They are going to see it the way you said. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be the people that are already harassing our lifestyle people right. that that's use it true. and say, oh, look, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. When it's not, we're all pretty average, normal people. Mm-hmm. This is Mary. My daughter my daughter-in-law wants to read the book. She's reading it on her phone now, and she's getting headaches, so I have to give her my copy. But she told me reading it, because I'm open with my family. My 76-year-old mother knows what I do. My whole family does. But my daughter-in-law is reading it, and she comes to me. She says, oh, my fucking God, is this what you do? She says, I got so freaking hot, and I jumped your son's bones the first chance he came home, and I'm thinking, good. It's great for you. You got three kids at home, and you don't have the kids on the weekends or during the week. That's great. It's good. And, I, and she says, "But can I tell you? I think I'm submissive." And I said, "There's nothing wrong with that, you know. But if you've got to initiate, my son is the most backwards kid there is. You know, you really have to, you know, go at him in a different way." I said, "If you get ideals from the book, I said, go for it." I said, "You know, that's what it's for." And I, and this is Riesling, and I think that's a very valid thing about the book. It. It's allowing the discussion to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sit in my van driving around shopping with my family, and they're talking about things. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys have never, you you have no idea. <laughs> they talk right. about it on the morning zoo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and this is Farrick. And, and the interesting piece is, you know, I'm, I'm fairly out at work, right? I don't share what I do unless people ask. But... I have to say, within the past two, three, four weeks, I've had at least four or five other nurses come up to me and say, is this really what you do? Oh, my God, how can I get involved in this? So important. And, you know, and I tell them, look, it's it's not all about the sex. It's not, um, it's not, you know, not all of us are broken. And, uh, you know, not, not all of us are um, billionaires. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, th- the thing the thing that I do say is the energy doesn't yes. come across in the book as well as it does in reality. No, the thing about it is 
um, you know, when they come up to me and they ask, oh, my God, is it like this? And I'm like, no, it's better. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. mainlining heroin. Mm-hmm. When you have when you have the, the, the give and take between between uh, someone in a power exchange relationship, it is so incredibly addictive and powerful mm-hmm. that it puts this book to shame. And they're like, drooling. <laughs> I'm like, no, really, you have to experience this without the, those pieces. And they're like, I'm going to go fuck my husband now. Without the, without the Harlequin romance right, book right. wrapped around it. Yeah. But do you think that, that people in your average vanilla society would be able to read something about our lifestyle? No. Without that Harlequin romance? I don't think so. Yeah. Not this would not people. be nearly as popular uh-uh. because there are books out there like this that talk about our lifestyle. It's so funny to, to say that though, right? We Don and I published six stories in Power Exchange. It's not a single story like this, the whole way through, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is alternative literature, right? It's not so accessible as this is. Right. Now, I will say, Don and I did a little research around, at least around the central Ohio area, and I'm sure it's true across the nation. Well, we've uh, gone into shops, kinky shops, Right? There, are, there like, are kinky shops? Really? There are kinky Ooh. shops. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, um, you know, they're saying, yes, we are out of nipple clamps all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Some, there must right. be something in that book right. about nipple clamps. And we're out of this all of a sudden. Out of that all of a sudden. Well, well that's, that's, that's one of the things that we're doing with Adam and Eve. They, you know, we've read through the book and we're like, okay, so we're going to need this, 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 and this. But we can't take these ones because she put them away. Right, and we're, yeah. you know we're guaranteed. We go in there, and we're going to utilize what what uh, Christian Gray did, uh-huh. and all of a sudden we're gonna they're gonna sell the store out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, right, because that's what people want want to know about. Mm-hmm. And I personally want to have a public viewing of me yeah. getting strapped to a table and with the crop. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's done in the book, you have to lick it and absolutely. Uh, mm. I, have, I, have, I have three crops that will do it. Yeah. We're, we're going to bring a crop from home because you know, I don't know what they're selling in this. Right. That'll be episode 197 of Erotic Awakening. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Pure Romances came up with a whole line and they're doing parties based on mm-hmm. Fifty Shades. Oh. And they, they are right on it. They jumped right on it. They have a kit that you get that has like the nipple clamps, the crop, the huh. blindfold, the whatever, Audi, whatever's Audi. in it. The Audi and the, 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 the big not piles of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you get a Charlie Tango helicopter with it? <laughs> no, the funny thing is that this stuff has been this erotic porn with some BDSM elements been around for years and years and years in your local Barnes and Noble, Borders and all that. It's in there with the Harlequin stuff. You can, you'll see this stuff in there. It's just nothing has hit this big. Do you, now, we're all lifestyle people. And by that, oh. we mean people that are involved in the kink world, right? Well, you guys are educators. You guys are, you have an event. Do any of you feel there's bad things coming as a result? I mean, there, it was one thing it, not too long ago. We were kind of the, the underculture, the subculture. Now, all of a sudden, we're on the morning zoo with Bob and Tom, you know? Is there going to be a negative impact of... I think any publicity is good publicity at this point in time because we can always um, work with the the organizations that have our back, NCSF in particular, if something were to happen, like what happened at Winter Wickedness when we got panned by the radical right. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is going to do nothing but bring positive to our community. Well, there's also... uh, I was going to say, I think it's positive, too, because it's based on fantasy. They're not associating it with a with AIS or another specific group. It's So it's based on fantasy, so there's not really anybody to go after at this point. Because Christian was a lone wolf. He was yeah. Yeah. Well, not 
associated with a group of people. Now, I have to say, I've been through a, th- a similar thing. As a motorcycle rider back in the back in the early '80s, we were the counterculture, right? Right, and and then all of a sudden in the in the in the late '80s when Harley Davidson became a cultural phenomenon, everybody and their brother was riding motorcycles and so forth and so on, and it and and for a little while it was very rocky because those of us who had been motorcyclists and bikers for years pre- previous, we we had a difficult time um, integrating. The newer people who wanted to act like us and be like us and so forth, but hadn't spent the time to know the rules. Mm-hmm. So that's my primary concern: is that people will just run up to so and so and grab them and start spanking them and uh, right. you know, mm-hmm. or doing a thing without developing the proper negotiations, without setting proper limits, without you know fully being understanding of the of the cultural rules. That would be my primary concern. Mm-hmm. But to, overall, I think it's extremely positive. I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to give us a language to work with, too, if nothing else. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we do some educational stuff here. Notice the air quotes on the podcast. Educational stuff here. <laughs> it is educational, but still, it's fun, too. But, you know, if the landlord comes in, I can go, whoa, Fifty Shades of Grey, this is educational. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's going to give a, a, a language that we'll be able right. to be able to use. So... I think we'll see an influx of newbies at all the events. Just like when the internet happened. Right, exactly. We're going to have a bunch of newbies. But that was a good thing. I mean, one of the things, the snow, or the the books that came out years ago, the beauty series, series. when that came out, that was one of the first BDSM books that I had ever read. Same here, fantasy. Right, it was like, holy crap. Uh So... You're going to get people that are going to stick. You're going to get people that are just in it for the popularity of it. Right. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, the marketplace series, the and I mean there there are a whole bunch of different books that have been written mm-hmm. that have created a base for this. I mean, if you look at um, Laurel K. Hamilton and the Mary right. Gentry series, I mean they were already talking about rough sex. That's true. They're also talking about um, you know I mean she did the she did the. Um, the, the the vampire series what Anita was it? Blake Anita, Anita Blake, Blake series mm-hmm. right and there there have been a lot there there's been a lot of what we call supernatural romance and that includes a fair amount of rough sex so I think that at this point this book hit a niche that was primed so to mm-hmm. speak by other books that have that have previously come I mean if you look at like because if you look at the marketplace by Laura Antonio um, it's it's a similar book, and and the and the, the marketplace. Oh, I don't series, know that it's a similar. book. Well, if you, if, if you look, I mean, there was it was hot. It hot, was yes, but hot. it's not Harlequin. No, it's certainly not, and it's not it's not like every other page is is you know, and he then stuck his enormous genitals into her mouth and blah 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 blah, you know, and pulled a condom out of his pocket. Right? Oh, always. Yeah. The foil packet. The foil I don't know if they ever said condom. It was always the foil packet. Mm-hmm. They said condom a couple times. Do they? Okay. <laughs> Which is and great I think it's great that safer yeah. sex is being represented in this yes, book. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because I have to say, I don't have a foil packet with me right now. I do. But you would okay. if you were Christian. But I also would have bought this building. So oh, that that's right. Have- <laughs> well, this building's not even on your level. You'd have, yeah, we'd be downtown or something. So, But uh, but that was one of the things that I wanted to point out, too, um, was that because this is like Harlequin erotic romance thing, I, I worry just a little bit that um, people are going to think that um, all power exchange rela- relationships are romantic. 
And, you know, part of me absolutely responds to that because mine and Dan's was. You know, a lot of this is on board. But um, some people getting into it may expect that if they meet up with a dom or something that's already got some experience in the lifestyle and then find out that's not the way it is. He's not going to fall madly in love with her and give up all of his rules mm -hmm. just to, you know, just to please her or whatever. But uh, What? <laughs> you know, when he says, you're the submissive, and really, you're in charge, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> okay, that's an argument that can be had over and over and over again, and, you know, we can go back and forth with well, that, but Chicken don't give it away, well, or don't, is, you know. <laughs> I mean, the truth is, the submissive isn't in charge. Right. They have, they have, the, they have the pin, mm -hmm. right? At any point in time, they, you know, they can, they can pull the eject button. Right. That's what they have. Right. Right. So, so there's a big. That's a big misnomer about. They have all the power. Yeah, that's, I don't that's, like that phrase. Well, and, and it, but it's, but as it's spoken about, it's a power exchange. You know, the submissive, the S type, certainly has a good deal of power, but it's exchanged back and forth. One is power over. One is power under. In a, in a, in a very well negotiated sense, and so. To say the submissive, I mean, there's a lot of little pieces that we can argue. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, did you guys enjoy the book? I did. I did. Over mm -hmm. and over and over. As a matter of fact, <laughs> in the parking lot while waiting for a hair appointment, I enjoyed the book. <laughs> in a public parking lot. And, and nice. I have been in this lifestyle for quite some time. Right. I'm quite the kinky bitch that has done more than this. Right. But reading this. Oh, yeah triggered every hot button I had and just took me to a wet, hot, horny place that I had to do something about over and over and over. <laughs> it excited your brain. Yeah. That's what it Absolute was. Absolutely. And other things. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But. Uh, well, this is Michael. I, I found it interesting at first and I was excited to say, oh, look at this. This is like what you had talked about. This is describing my first steps into the scene years ago. And, uh, and it was exciting, and it was fun, and but a little piece of me feels a little bit betrayed. I like the counterculture. I like the fact that we're not mm -hmm. always mainstream. <laughs> you know, it feels good having a little secret sometimes. And, you know, there was things that I had done 12 years ago with, at the time, I was actually submitting, rather than being a top like I am now, where I was fed um, drinks and water from uh, my girl's mouth. You know, and they do that in Fifty Shades of Grey. And that's been a little trick that I've done with people that I've grown close to over the years, on and off. And now that I see it in print, I, I do. I feel almost a little bit betrayed. Like, hey, that was my little trick. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought the writing was juvenile. Um, it was very hard. Toilet. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it was very hard for me to get into the writing but the scenes were very well written. Very, very, very well written. <laughs> over and over. So that, I automatically thought that maybe she was a 18-year-old girl that wrote it and just borrowed scenes from people that knew. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, when I saw pictures of her and saw her actual age, right. I was I was shocked. I did think that this was written by someone a little bit younger. Because of the vocabulary mm -hmm. and the things that she... This Anastasia thinks in her head, or gee golly whiz, you know. Yeah. Well, I thought <laughs> was based on her. I love her inner goddess. I do too. I, I love do her too. inner goddess. <laughs> the pom poms and the pom 
I love that. And the, yes. And there's a point where I gave up on this book. Is I liked the inner goddess at first. Oh, that's a good description. Hey, you're saying it a second time. Here it is again. Oh, look, she's t- she's farting. Her inner goddess has no comment. I, I took the fucking inner goddess. You know, I, I found that. And and Susie Supersub of all people, I told her I was getting ready to read the book, and she'll say, "Well, you'll probably murmur about it." I said, "Well, that's a strange thing to say." Uh-huh. And then I found out that the every nineteenth word is murmur, and that's yes. really in yes. hitch in the voice. In the BDS, in some culture, no one speaks. We all murmur no. to each other. <laughs> I I found the I like I like the scenes and stuff, but after a while, I'm like, you have to add more BDSM to these scenes. Yeah, because after a while, it's like. You know, bending somebody over the pool table so right. many times. It's the same version of, it's the, the same of that vanilla ideal of what. Every time it's like, a, you know, please just add something. Mm-hmm. Put so, your hand around her throat, do something. Right. So, <laughs> but that's not vanilla people, this is a. <laughs> Good point, Dolly. Good point. <laughs> My contract would not say the same thing. <laughs> so, you guys feel like this would be almost um, really pushing the envelope for a lot of vanilla people, but for people like us, do you think it's just a little bit too mild? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Totally. But I think for vanilla people, oh they gosh. hide the fact that they're like, re- like, I saw this one woman, she had her copy tucked inside of her, her, her like purse type thing or whatever. She had it out. And as soon as someone saw her with it, she was like tucking that son of a bitch away. Because <laughs> she did not want someone to know mm-hmm. that she was reading this. I have found people to be very open about reading it. I'm sitting in... Um, a new office with new people that I'm just starting to work with and they're all sitting there talking about it and going back and forth. I've seen people in waiting rooms reading it. People, other people, I mean it's all over the place. I it's had to take fantastic. my third copy in, my the third book in to let one of the other girls read it because she didn't have it. Well you're that first too very sticky is that why Everybody owns it. I, it's sitting around when people. Well, you can get it to Walmart store. now. Before, when it first came wow. out, my question: wow. When it first came really? out, you couldn't get it there. You had to go to Barnes and Nobles, but you can now purchase it at Walmart. I am Kroger's and yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. It's all over the I'm place. Shocked. And I thought for sure yeah. Walmart would not carry it. Then yeah. my girlfriend says, "I got ordered mine online from Walmart." I said, "Wow, okay." And then last week, I'm going down the book aisle and. And there it is. Okay, I got my second book. Which is interesting because there's a lot of books that they don't carry, but they do carry guns. Well, they got <laughs> only certain music. Only certain stores certain are allowed because I was not where they're at. I was not going to read it. And then there were several people at work reading it. They lay it on their desks. We start talking. So I go over to Kroger's, and they're going at different times to the same Kroger's. We all go and... Um, yeah, we're losing them off the shelf. You can tell who's reading what by the ones that are there and the ones that aren't. <laughs> because it just that fast. There, I know there's at least 15 people reading it at work. That's 15 copies of every one of those. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the only one friend who works one. at Barnes and Noble, and she has customers that are coming in going, "I want a book like this. Yeah, come and show me all the books that are like this. I want other." Things. Yeah. And, and you need to put a little AIS business cards and all of those little books going <laughs> 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 <la
dominant and submissive thing online sessions now. Oh, because tons. I got sick of every minute or so, you know, typing back and forth, ding, ding, another message, will you quit, asshole, I want to go to bed and stuff, and uh. it's like, and I bet you that has doubled since I was before the book happened. Yeah. How many more people are doing this on an online thing than they did before, before this book came out? Mm-hmm. So as a bunch of kinky people, have any of you felt obligated to read this book like I have? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. When, yeah. When, um, when the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom first came out with a statement about how, how popular this book was and how it was taking off. And this was probably about three weeks after it hit the bookshelves. Um, the National Coalition for Se- Sexual Freedom came out with a with like a, you know, this is our public state stance on this book and so forth. Um, it was it was like, oh, i got to figure out what's going on. Because as, as group owners... Right. Because, we, you know, we, we need to be prepared because well, there's going to be an right. influx. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's, that's the part of this being a group owner and an event planner, we have to pay attention to the trends because it's like the tail wagging the dog. We have to do what people like. And so if we don't have, like, for instance, I imagine by the time the movies come out, we'll have a, a, a like, Wicked or something like that, we'll have a Fifty Shades room. Yeah. Uh, That'd be nice, the red room of paint. And right. I'm expecting yeah, we'll all the of these guys to come in, in in black jeans and a white shirt with that gray freaking tie. <laughs> That's another thing he stole. The first thing we did bondage with was ties. Was ties. I think and all I know, of us. And I no, read it and ties. I just got the chills. I used the pantyhose. Pantyhose, absolutely. Yeah. I was I was very unex- inexperienced. I tried using a hanger, a wire hanger. So <laughs> she didn't <ouch>. come back. <laughs> joke, folks. I joke. Wasn't. Yes. <laughs> you guys laughed. My first was a uh, telephone cord, <laughs> like a long fifty-foot extension cord. Oh yeah. Hmm. That See, that's why we need to learn with. safety measures. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my, my, I'll tell you, my first sing, sing, single tail was uh, my first whip was a um, uh, rubber hose from a from a, a old car radiator. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, four foot. Oh my! Four foot quarter inch hose. <laughs> of course, now you revisit things like that because you know just how exquisite that paint can be. Right. <laughs> no, it's intentional rather than right. Right. Oh my! What do, you, what do you got to say about this crazy book? Um, this is Dolly. Um, I've not gotten all the way through it um but it's i guess that um i started reading it because a girl at work started reading it and she had noticed some bruises i had that didn't quite (laughs) cover them up so she was asking and she's asking questions and she'll go back and then she'll read some more and she'll come and ask some other questions which is good she's not interested in it at all but you know her sister is um not necessarily in the lifestyle, but in an alternative lifestyle. So she understands more of, you know, what her sister does and more of what's out there because she's completely vanilla. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've been answering a lot of questions for the remaining vanilla friends that I do have. And I've been seeing, you know, a lot of this on, you know, Facebook. Everybody was like, oh, my God, I'm reading this. This is so hot. I can't put it down. And so... I've been, you know, talking to a lot of people that, mm-hmm. you know. I see that and I go, oh, if you only knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you only knew. Yeah. My uh, boss is going, how do I get my husband to do these things to me? <laughs> and he's an attorney. Um, 
So he's on that rich level guy. Yes, rich level. And he's good looking, and she's gorgeous, and you know their sex is just absolutely hot already. So I, you know, they all know about me. I'm very open about what I do, and so I've been getting all these questions as well as they're reading it. It's like, how do I get into this? How do I start doing this? So it's probably really important that we do know what's going on and mm-hmm. so that we yeah. can give that kind of advice. I and mean, that's, a, that's a really interesting theme that I've heard amongst this room already, is that us kinksters have suddenly become from let's hide in the closet and not talk about it to fuck, you're, you've already, you know, you think you know what the question is, at least I can provide a potential answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I suddenly, I, you know, I can tell you some of this stuff about the reality of the situation. So, and, and it's really interesting. Around this room, I'm, I keep hearing, I'm not really out at work, but people come to me, and I, at least I can reflect a little reality for them. It's a good sex-positive education. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I just did that at school last week, come to think of it. Someone mm-hmm. was asking me questions about what I did, and I finally came out to her. And she's like, oh my God, that's kind of like my life. I just didn't know there was words for it. And actually just started talking to me about it. And I was like, well, okay, this, this is good. <laughs> so, Yay. I'm really curious as to what people think about how this book ended. I was actually very frustrated, but I had to pick up the next one to find out how it ended. End of one. End of the first book. It sucked. I I hated the ending because (laughs) it's like... finished reading it, it was a very intense spanking scene, okay. which she didn't say for it out of. Well, no, but she she initiated it. She initiated it. She said it. specifically, I want to see how bad this gets, so do your worst, and then he does, and she basically gets up, freaks like, out. after six, gets up, freaks out, runs out, and disappears out of his life. And leaves him. And leaves him. You know, and, Aww. right, exactly. And the thing about it is... Get the next book. Right. Why they ended it that way? But the thing about it is, yeah. You had to pick up the next book because I didn't right. like how it ended. Uh, I had to okay. know. Right. Right. Get a little hook. That's why they, I was going to say, that's why they did it. That's why they split right movies. there. And that's, to, yeah, that's that what was that the means. Hook. But it was, it yeah. was, it was, it was, you know, in the, in the next book, they kind of, he kind of says, "Why didn't you use your safe word? Why didn't you stop me? How can I possibly, how can I possibly trust you right. if you won't right. use your safe word?" Which is great. Right. I mean, that was probably right Good. there was probably one of my favorite pieces of the book where he comes to her and says, "How can I possibly trust that we can do this if you're not willing to speak up for yourself?" Right. You know, mm-hmm. I can't. We can't go anywhere without well, I think having that's a, that that's a theme trust. throughout yeah. the entire first book. I though, like is, that. The fact that she is afraid to communicate with him, except in e- you know emails, and usually those are kind of snarky, teasing kind of comments that she's sending out in that first exactly. book. So I think that it does speak to learning how to communicate and learning how to be honest with whoever your partner is, whether or not you have this type of relationship. I really enjoyed their emails. I loved I reading the titles of them. <laughs> and the little snark, like the little snarky comments that he used to twitching uh, the twitching palms. Twitching you know, right. <laughs> Double twitching hands. Those, those, those were very power. entertaining for yeah. me. I, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, so and it, and it is kind of reflective. I mean, that's one of the things we teach that if you can't communicate in person, in person is is preferable. But if you can't communicate somehow, and if it's email, it's email. If it's texting, it's texting. So at least to start with. So I like all of that, that whole communication thing. Okay, just a, just a comment for Smithers and stuff. How many, when you're in that space, can you communicate right away to somebody, stop? 
or your word, mind, he loses it. Once he's there, he can't, it's hard for him to communicate. He tells me it's hard to communicate. But I've learned over the years to read his body language to know when he's reached that limit. And even though he wants me to continue and everything, when I get to a certain point and he can't communicate to me that he's had enough, only because we've been together so long, I can know and know how to. But with people coming into this and not knowing that, it's going to be dangerous for him. Well, and and that's, that's why, why that's in the, the book, the whole education thing yeah, to it. Talk, you know? He talks about how am I supposed to yeah, right. have this kind of relationship with you. Right. Well, and there, there have been a couple of articles online where um, there, there was this whole discussion about consent with submissives who lose their shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have, if they reach a stage where they're unable to communicate effectively to to save their save themselves, then that is a significant liability or or, or, or disability mm-hmm. that has to be communicated prior to. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's all. That's I mean, that's been a that's been a discussion for quite some time. I feel it's more positive though. I you know. As far as who the target audience is, we're talking about adults. Right. Uh, there has been media that's come out, books, movies before that has had you know younger people doing putting themselves in dangerous situations. You know, laying out in the middle of the road while traffic goes by, or you know, media that's done things like that. Whereas this is targeted at adults who are going to be doing dangerous things, but they're adults. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I like that, that uh, they I like that they go over safe words though and that that whole thing because mm-hmm. a lot of people just getting into it. I've got someone texting me right now going, "I've got this friend that wants to get into a DS lifestyle, but the dominant they're talking to says there can't be any safe words." And they uh, they just yeah. met and I'm like, no "Are you crazy?" So I, I like <laughs> well, that. I, I, you know? I have to on, you know, it depends on what's the, the what the interpretation of that because I I always say that Mm-hmm. I say I, I say I don't work with safe words. Right. You need to communicate with me as a human being. Right. Right. You need to say stop. Mm-hmm. So so like you know so don't think that I'm saying no safe words are you you're not a sub. It's more like you need to be able to communicate with me. Ouch, that hurts too much. Please stop or mm-hmm. please stop or no or whatever. But they're allowed to know. Absolutely. Or, uh, right, absolutely. Right. Right. So so I you know I would much rather not have red green yellow. I would much rather have. Ow, that hurts too much for me to stand, or ow, or Mm -hmm. please stop, you know, because that at least it's honest, right? And you don't, and they don't have to think about it, you know. To 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 to, when somebody's um, their body is stressed that much, it's it's absolutely difficult to to. Oh, my safe word is chrysanthemum, right? (laughs) Come up with shit like that. It's like you know, just say stop. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is reading body language because God knows how often I say ow or no or you know and you know and I don't I don't want you to stop because I'm saying those words. I think it's I, I, it needs to be a word that's not automatically mm-hmm. going to come out of my mouth because I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten way off topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. Something that I found really interesting that everybody in my workplace noticed that I didn't, and these vanilla women all noticed that evidently everywhere in that book, he lets her get off first before he gets off. I didn't notice that reading it. It wasn't something that stood out to me, but all the girls are going, my husband needs to read this shit, you know? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to tell you there. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I, I had never noticed it. I just never paid any attention to that part of it. Except in the boathouse. 
Oh yeah. Right. Well, he that's her yeah. for himself. Uh, right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I'm at. I don't have first. I. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I can still blush. <laughs> so I'm fairly uh, out at work, just like Barrick is, um, and it went through my office just like wildfire, like it has everywhere else, and you know with a lot of my co-workers getting really excited about it and it's already started to die out a little bit now I have experienced um, one particular co-worker who has been interested in this for years it's not found an outlet and now here it is in black and white for the entire world to see and everybody's talking about it and she's so excited but the relationship she is in does not allow for any of this mm. so now she's really tortured Sure. Um, has anybody else experiencing like that, where there you've seen some negativity in the vanilla world, or people have gotten upset over this book, got their hopes up and crushed, or uh-uh. no, 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 yeah. no the, the the people who've come to me with that, mm-hmm. right, that scenario, um, you know, the advice that I always offer, if if asked, is if your current relationship is not meeting your needs, you need to change relationships. Right. Yeah. No matter what they regardless are. Of, right, regardless of whether it's kink, whether it's intelligence, whether it's sex, whether it's, you know, communication, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a bad cook, who cares? Whatever right. it is. Whatever is not meeting your needs. And it may not mean leaving the relationship. It could mean changing. discussing and changing and pulling something else in or or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 You, know, you don't have to have a contract to have so, a, right. to, to do this kind of relationship either. Right. I mean, you can talk about just what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If you want this in your relationship, you know, you don't have to have it written out. You can just say, these are the things that I would like. Mm-hmm. And if I did have a, and there's one thing that I think that, that I have an issue, pers- I don't know that I have an issue, but I'm aware of, and that we are going to have to, we have people that are already in the lifestyle are going to have to deal with, is that if I read that book, there's no distinction between a power exchange relationship and a BDSM exchange BDSM relationship. It sounds like if you're in a power exchange relationship where there's a dom sub and a contract, then hot sex and spanking goes with it hand in hand. It doesn't? Not all the time. <laughs> Surprisingly, not enough. Oh, that's a shame. It can be, but um, it just it the language gets a little is gonna is a little gonna be interesting because if someone were to approach. Um, Mike and say, "Hey, I'd like a spanking, like described in this book. I assume you'll have to, you'll sign a contract with me first after you take me on the airplane ride, right? And you have foil mm-hmm. things in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, foil packets. Then suddenly he pulls out it's a stick of gum. Wait a minute. Um, so I don't know. For me, that's something that I'm kind of aware of. Is that I think that if you have, you know, people coming to." Uh, your Adam and Eve thing or, or one of the big events or whatever, they're going to walk in thinking, oh, and I think Don alluded to this earlier, it's like, oh, where's the romance? You know, where's the love? And why do, you know, what's up with these wristbands? You mean I can play with four or five different people in one night and it's not a big deal? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I don't, that's probably never touched in the book. Uh, yeah. and well, but- I actually brought that up to somebody I was talking to today. I mean, the, the book very much makes it a monogamous relationship. Uh-huh. And that's not all the lifestyle's about. There's but when so you're much talking other things. To the vanilla people who right. are reading right. mommy porn. Right. What do you think right. they think of relationships? No, oh, sure. Yeah. It's monogamous, <laughs> it's possessive, it's So this speaks to them. Like I said, it's right. not it doesn't it's not our language. Ours. We're gonna have to adopt some of the things that they use mm-hmm. in order to speak the same language mm-hmm. as the people who are reading this book. 
and and part part of the problem also is that even within the lifestyle, there are people like, for instance, who come up to me and say, you know, I'm I'm a submissive. Will you spank me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I'm a pizza. Will you order me? But you know, submissive doesn't equal spanking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's like there's this misnomer that people utilize terms in a in a broad and general sense that aren't when you when you actually are involved in them don't mean the same thing. You know, so for instance, if if someone were to come up to me and say, "Hi, I'm a submissive. I'd like to submit to you," I get mm. that. But when somebody says, I'm a submissive, will you spank me? Mm-hmm. That, for me, is like, do you walk to school or buy lunch? <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> do you I see what it. I'm saying? So, so, it. so the, the, it's absolutely true that, that we, we in the lifestyle use, use S-type to, to mean slave, submissive, and bottom when they are three very distinct and different pieces. Mm-hmm. Which can be broken down even further, right? Sure. Like so, that language gap is going to be there for a little while yet. Yeah. You know, it does give us a good opportunity as to become educators. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of us that have not been doing this all along, like some of the people in this room have. And and I'm kind of curious, like five years down the road, six years down the road, when you start asking people how many years they've been in the lifestyle, how many people are going to say five or six years because this book yes. came out. I mean, because for a lot of us, we got into it in 98, 99. And if you start looking back, it's like 98, 99. What the hell happened in 98, 99? The internet became freer yeah. <laughs> and faster, right. and you know there was more stuff available. And and if you start looking, most of us started out in IRC rooms and and blah blah blah, and that's how we met each other. And you know, so there's little things that are happening that are opening up the subculture. So, uh, and I'm sure that this book obviously is going to spawn <laughs> a movie. It's going to spawn a hundred copycat books. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that some will be better written. God, I'm glad ours came out first. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys recommend as for, and I love the term mommy porn. I've never heard of that before. I haven't heard of it either. When it's been on, it's been um, on the U.S. What's today? USA Today. No, the the television show in the morning. Is it called Today or Good Morning America or whatever? They've been on all of them. Um, But that's what they're, that's what they've nicknamed it. Yeah, I've heard Mm -hmm. it called that too. It squigs me out a little bit. Why? Tell us as much as your story about your kids well, telling you about their sex life. Well, that was yeah, but I mean, you know? that's in the same day. I mean, this all happened to me yesterday. Then I talked to a friend of mine that knows what I do, and I've done a session with in front of her before and everything, and she read the book, and she says, I get it. I says, you get what? I get what you do now. Mm-hmm. By reading this book, she gets what I do now. Right. I can she understand the romanticized she, version of it. Right, she, yeah. Right. She, right. Said, right. she says, now I can see why you do the coloring and why he does what he does for you. He wants to serve you and do things for you. She says, I got this out of the book and stuff. You know, you have to admit, some, to some point, Anastasia wants to please him. Is that, is that true, everything. though? Now, I don't recall reading that. And I, this is just on the first book. And I recall her being in love with him and wanting to please him from a place of love. But not wanting to serve him. As a matter of fact, I think she she, doesn't she want resents to really it and repress it. You know, tries not to resist it. Yeah. Resist it the whole way through. Well, I think for, like, my interpretation is she's trying to change him from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like that this Save is part it. Right? Yeah. And and having read almost to the end of the third book, it continues like that. Yeah. You know, and there and there comes to a point where 
not only is it is it is is she kind of ruling the roost, but she becomes the one that directs the kink activity. She like says, "Oh, please, you know, for my birthday, I'd like to be taken to the Red Room of Pain, you know, and and I want you to do this, and I'll lay out these for if you only wear those." Blue jeans with the rips in them that I like so much, and you know, it's just, from the bottom. exactly. Mm-hmm. And just, there's this whole top yeah. from the bottom thing, and it's like, it's like, yeah, I kind of. And and I have to say, I went through the first book in like a couple days, and I went through the second book in like a week, and the third book, it's taken me like like three or four weeks to even get to where I'm at because it, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But yeah. these mommies, I hate to say that again, Dan, I know you hate that, um, <laughs> that are reading this and are reading that description, that gives them a really good roadmap for what they need to do with their partner to let them know this is what I, this is how I want you to do it, and this is what I want you to wear, and that it's okay for them. Mm-hmm. To ask for that for their birthday or their anniversary or, yeah. or Christmas or whatever the, the discussion. And yeah. we do know right. someone that came out that way by laying the the um, the bundle of rope on the bed, and the husband comes home and he's like, "What's this?" And she's like, "This is what I'd like for you to do," you know. And that's how it got started. This so is, I guess that is a good. This version. does not paint a pretty picture for me. Next no. year's PXS. You're telling me people are going to walk in. Oh, I'm Slave Suzette, and this is my master Bob. Stand up, Bob. You're slouching. Really, Bob? I don't, I, I don't, don't change your shirt, Bob. It's not handsome. I'm sorry. My master's such a slouch. <laughs> I thought I met them this year. <laughs> so what does mom and so what is mom or whoever who's reading this? What's the next step for them? I mean, vanilla. You know, you guys are somehow found your way into the kink society, the alternative lifestyle, whatever we call ourselves. What can mom who picks this up at Barnes and Noble or Walmart? She reads this. Oh, I want to get involved. And let's say she has a partner that is willing to get involved with her, or she doesn't have a partner, right? What's the next step for them? How, what should they do next? Google it. <laughs> Google BDSM. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or local groups. Local groups. Right. Yep. Okay, look, Google local groups. What else? Do the vanilla thing first with a group, you know, and get to meet people and talk to them. I mean, that's how I did it. I mean... I mean, I did it privately for so many years, and then when I did come out and everything, it was hard to get in to get to know people and stuff, but then, well, here I sit today. Well, AIS has a meet and greet on the second Friday of every month that any newbie or vanilla is welcome to come to. It's it's always, you know, we call it grandmother rule, but that just means that you have to wear clothes that your grandmother would be okay with you wearing out in public. Um, And we just get together and have fun and talk. It's a great open atmosphere to ask questions. And all the major cities that have kink groups, they yeah. look look for the munch group or the, mm-hmm. the eat, right. meet and greets or the eat and greet. Which is and the, oh, the eat and greet. I like that. Because, so. because most people recognize the first, you know, there has there is this neutral place where you can go hang out and meet people and uh, well, not be so scary. It's not only a neutral place, but it's also where you can ask people about people. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people reading this book, I have a feeling the first time when I met sleep or met Sleeping Beauty, when I read Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. Slave Crave. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yes. I just wanted to go out and find a dominant and experience this, and yes. that can be a dangerous emotional place mm-hmm. to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So meeting people in person at the munches, you know, you, you can you can say, Oh my God, I I, I think this person, I, I'm really getting turned on. What do you think? And people will know that person and and say, uh, Maybe when you grow up a little bit or you know he's a good one to start out with or mm-hmm. now I, I would recommend your book Dawn Living MS my for book a, our book yeah I didn't want to sound like I was talking my own shit though <laughs> <laughs> um, we can do a, that a realistic <laughs> 
first view of what a power exchange relationship mm-hmm. can look like. You know, I mean, the realism of uh, of a loving power exchange, power exchange relationship because ours is still on the loving side. There, what, there are what some books, that are not. Yeah, absolutely. What books could somebody pick up for a realistic view of the BDSM side of life? Uh, what's the the BSM one hundred and one mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. good one. Um, what else? Uh, I think the first one I ever bought was uh, "Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that one's like a blow by blow, a good little. Yeah. yeah. What else? A little outdated now, but there's a uh, book called The Bottoming Book. There's a topping book too. There's also the book that that Tristan just came out with. Um, What is the name of that? The book that Tristan just came out with BDSM, a guide, a kinky guide to BDSM. Is that the name of it? BDSM for beginners, maybe. Maybe. Tristan Termino. Termino, yeah. Yeah. So, so anything by Dossie, which is the bottoming and topping book. That's Mm -hmm. Dossie and Janet Hardy. Uh huh. Um, Jay Wiseman, John Warren, the loving dominant, the loving dominant. Yeah. 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 The loving dominant. I, I have to say, Jack Brunella writes some really good books. He too. does too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially about power exchange. Mm-hmm. Robert Rubel. And Jack's moved on to uh, uh, other types of fiction as well. Oh yeah, I've read his other fiction. David, you like it? Mm-hmm. Last comments about the book? I loved it. I'm gonna read him again and again and keep masturbating. <laughs> I had a hard time getting through I just If uh, I was in the room masturbating while you were reading it with that help <gasps> Can I watch? Yes. <laughs> no, you could read right. while I masturbate I'm 89% done at this point of the first one and I actually like the flow of it Some people told me it was going to be a hard read and, and written it was a bad writing, but I it's maybe a, I just like childish writing or because yeah, <laughs> it was the, very the, fast for, me, for me. For me, for me, you know, it's it's very. It was very. It was very easy, like you know, written at a at a like a tenth to twelfth yeah. grade level. Mm-hmm. So so I, it, it was a breeze to read. You know, the the vocabulary was very rudimentary, and um, you know, and, and it was something that that certainly flowed pretty well. But it was it was also written at that level, mm-hmm. you know. So the next page, you can predict what was going to happen. You know, sixteen pages. Like if you skip twenty pages, you didn't hardly miss anything. Yeah, exactly. She's still going to be having sex. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With her little pom pom cheerleader goddess. Right. <laughs> Overall, I think it's a really great thing because apparently the community, not like the vanilla world, is ready to start hearing this and and. There have been forays, you know, with with the secretary and with Crash and with um, eyes wide shut, eyes wide shut, and some of the other some mm-hmm. of the other movies and things like that. Maybe it's maybe it's time for uh, a little more um, mainstreaming of kink, and and that's that's something that's going to benefit everybody because it's going to be more accepted in terms of um, uh, litig- uh, litigious issues. In, in terms of um, uh, mainstream porn, in ter- terms of movies that that would be more acceptable in, and th- it'll sell copy. Sex sells. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even think about that, but a word that you used, I think you used, was litigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lit- yeah. So even in um, um, legalese, it, it'll help with. 
absolutely. Something because because now there's a frame of reference. Right, right. language. You know, an international language. frame of like that's that's what Fifty Shades is. It's an international frame of reference that is kind of like a Rosetta Stone. Very oh, I want it. I want to know what is the first case where it's going to be used. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's it is something where you know we were trying Fifty Shades and this is what happened and so forth and so on. I can see I can see that Mm -hmm. becoming a becoming some form of manual that 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 is utilized in a in a a legal action. Other thoughts? I'd recommend it for somebody new starting out. Well, I'm giving it to my daughter. What the heck? You know. The perfect Christmas present. I think I'll so. get her the other two copies. We can wrap it up with sex stories and birds change. I was by my beak. That's a better read as far as I'm concerned. Anything else? Any other comments? I, I was reading Sex Stories and Paris Change. I was like, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one's real. I was there. Do we all get to say goodbye, Dan? Goodbye, Don? Well, we got to do the end bump first. Oh. What? what what do we, how do we bump? Oh, just hang out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality. Join Adventures in Sexuality on July 14th for the Korg AIS Ultra Rope Intensive. Whether you're new or a veteran, you'll find something for your rope skills. Go to adventuresinsexuality.org for more details. Yay. I like uh, your bump. Thank you. <laughs> and would you like to be one of the, um, oh my God, I forget this, and how many times do I say it? So would you like to be on the front bump of the Erotic Awakening podcast? Just contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com, and we will put you on the front bump for international listeners to hear. What a bargain! All together. <laughs> what a bargain! It doesn't help at all. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Don. <laughs>